Look, and welcome back. Hour number three of the Bill Michaels Show, and we are ecstatic you are with us today. There's a lot to get to. Just a lot on the plate today. It's not like a big pile of stuff. It's just a lot spread around. There's a lot spread around. you got the NFL making the permanent rule change that in the postseason, both teams will now get a shot at the football, regardless of what happens. Both teams get a shot at the football. So that's the uh, big rule change. Matt LaFleur is speaking today and talking about his team, um, basically saying, uh, and, and quote, certainly if you look at our roster right now, we definitely need to get some speed in that room. We need a legit guy that can take the top off the coverage. We lost a guy that was pretty good at doing that. He also said, to replace a guy like Devontae Adams is going to be kind of a multifaceted approach. It won't be like a singular guy. So uh, also, he did make a note that, uh, you know, with Devontae leaving, he, you know, he said, hey, um, you know, this a lot of this was his doing. He made a point to say that, too. If you caught that during his press conference, we just aired at the bottom of the last hour. So Devontae had a lot to do with it. They had a lot to, to do with the leaving, which was interesting. Uh, so you got all that going on. We're going to talk uh, more pro football coming up here after uh, the top of the next hour as well. We'll get into it. But um, the oh, this was something that was interesting, and, and I really don't want to spend a lot of time on it because I, I don't know a ton about it. But I, I was asked uh, thoughts about Brittany Griner in Russia and – you know, the thoughts that it isn't it really weird that it's so quiet. Brittany Griner, obviously, gold medalist, WNBA player. Uh, and uh, she played for the UMMC team. I I, I, uh, I don't know their exact name, but they play, she played in Russia. And she was coming into the country and a drug sniffing dog allegedly detected some vaping equipment that she had, a vape. And they said it had some kind of hashish or cannabis oil or whatever it was. So basically a drug-sniffing dog found drugs on her, okay? Uh, at least that's what's being alleged. I don't know if it's true or not. I couldn't tell you. But she goes into the country and she gets arrested. They have put that off. She finally was allowed to uh, see someone from the American consulate. They were allowed to go in and talk to her to make sure she's doing okay. But there is not much being said about this at all. On one hand, legal analysts are saying it could be two parts. Either one, she did it. I mean, if she's if she if she did it and they met with her and she said, "Yeah, I had this, but I didn't know," or whatever, you know, whatever. One, she did it. That's one take. The other take is obviously with what's going on in the Ukraine and the tensions between the United States and Russia that she's being held. Um, basically because of politics. so But I don't know. I, I couldn't tell you. I, I have not followed it closely enough. That's the basics of what I know. Um, so I really don't have a, a, a major opinion on it. Uh, but then again, you look at the last – what was it uh, that uh, the owner of one of the, the, uh, the soccer teams just had gone into a, a, the discussion with the Russians – over, oh, man, I think it was trying to become part of the peace negotiations. And the Russians have this 
practice, I guess, where they they poison people or something like that. Um, I, I don't know all the details of that either, but that's it was an owner of a soccer team or something that tried to uh, that tried to be a part of the peace negotiations and apparently either drank water or something, but the Russians apparently poison people. They, they try to kill you off. And that's the claim that this guy got out of the discussions and all of a sudden, next thing you know, he's violently ill and they had to take him off of the plane, extremely sick. And they said he's been poisoned. So it's not the first time that I guess this has happened, but I, I don't, again, I don't even proclaim to know all the details uh, of stuff like that. But that was another area of all of this regarding Russia. So it is what it is. I I, I don't know. I, I couldn't tell you. I don't. Want, I don't even want to act like I know. I just uh, I kind of read some things, see some things, and follow up on it a little bit, and kind of go from there. Um, also, Tiger Woods is at Augusta. Ben, are you watching that over on the Golf Channel or something? No, I, as a college football guy on Twitter, something that happens every offseason is the flight tracking. Where's this coach going to go? Where's this private jet going? Right. But golf Twitter is also very familiar with that. So they tracked Tiger Woods this morning, his private jet to Augusta or whatever airports around there. And it was confirmed. He's seeing if he could play. He's walking around, uh, testing it out to see if he can go. Are you next kidding weekend. me? Really? Wow. Because he, he has an automatic invite. Do you think Tiger Woods would, if he cannot play, is the ceremonial first tee only for retired, so to speak, champions that do not play in Augusta anymore? Oh, I don't know that. Or could he? I that that's a I don't know that. You know, it's been Jack and Gary Player, and for a long time yep. it was Arnold Palmer and. You know, um, I think it was Lee Elmore if, last year. Lee Elmore. I wonder if Tiger not being able to play, he would be a guy that would just tee off to start the first shot with, say, Jack or somebody like that. Hmm. I mean, if it's about pain tolerance, the whole walking thing, because it's not an easy course yeah. to walk. If it's about pain tolerance, I, he won the U.S. Open on a broken leg. I feel like he right. can withstand any pain. It's about whether he could do it actually physically. I don't, I, I'm optimistic, I think. Yeah. Um, but for those that don't know, if you've never been up close and personal to Augusta, uh, it, it, it doesn't look it, but it's very undulating. I don't want to say hilly, but it's, it's, it's up and down. It's not as, as flat and as straight and as perfect as it looks on TV. It's, there's a lot of undulation to it, um, up and down hills. So, I don't know if Tiger I, – I, I haven't seen Tiger play, uh, but swing a club with his kid um, since the accident. So I, I don't know what he's capable of. But if there's a will to play and a way to play, Tiger will find it. I think he just wants to come back. I don't think, though, when it comes to Augusta, the one thing he doesn't want to do is just completely embarrass himself. So if he doesn't feel like his game is anywhere close, then I can't imagine Tiger playing at Augusta just to play. You know what I mean? Yeah, I see. If he that. doesn't think he can if if he doesn't think he can compete, I 
I would say that Tiger would not play, but that's just my sense. I mean, take away riding a cart and not hitting every tee shot. He did look damn good a couple months ago when he was playing with his son. Right, right. Well, I just that's just it. I don't know if he has been – my assumption is he's been playing and he's been trying to get his game together and he's been trying to walk more, but it's a lot to ask, man. That's a lot to ask of of a guy going through the, the accident that he went through. So. I don't think he would go to the course on a day like today and this week if he wasn't at least somewhat close. It's going to be interesting because you know that everybody else in the world now knows he's there. And, well, we'll find out. We'll find out. If Tiger's there and he's playing and he's walking the course and he feels like he's prepared to play, uh, sooner rather than later we're going to find out about it. But if he does... I don't care who wins that tournament. All eyes are going to be on Tiger. The ratings for the Masters will go through the roof because of the return of Tiger. Now, whether or not he plays well, that that's neither here nor there. But just to see him back in a golf course when many thought that that was it. He was done. But uh, we'll, we'll wait and see. I, I, for one, would watch just to see Tiger. It would be one of those moments where... Again, you're talking about a guy reinventing himself. You know, he was Tiger. And then everything that happened on that Thanksgiving night with Elon and his entire career was completely, you know, pushed off the rails. He was never the same after that. Then he finally gets another major and another two majors, gets the win, has the back issues, has the surgeries, has the knee, all of that, gets back at it. And then obviously the accident after that. It's just like the guy keeps re- – I don't want to say it's bad luck because a lot of it was self-induced. But a guy that just has gone through all of this, if he reinvents himself again and comes back and plays incredibly competitive, it would be damn near miraculous for Tiger to be able to do that. Uh, 877-867-1670. 877-867-1670. Uh, by the way, just an FYI coming out of the uh, the competition committee for uh, major or for uh, the NFL. So Troy Vincent, the director of uh, football operations, says that the coaches executives that watched all 61 taunting calls in the competition committee last season, only four of those 61 they felt were wrong. So no changes are planned. No changes are planned when it comes to taunting. Only four of those calls they believe were wrong, where a lot of fans felt that they were not, um, they weren't, <laughs> that it was wrong. And it's the no fun league and on and on and on. And, and so, they, yeah, they, I don't know how, they're still coming down on people for taunting. It's just, it's going to be something that they continually do. And I uh, you know, when it comes to the NFL, you can go around and do dances in the end zone now. But if you do anything towards an opponent, near an opponent, say anything to an opponent, you're going to get a flag. At least you know going in that that's what's going to happen. The rest is up to you. But that's it. Uh, Jim says, Undulation, my daily dictionary lesson from the Bill Michael Show. A rising and falling in waves. 
That's pretty much it, too. Oh, it's a great some word. Of the fairways, some, of the way, uh, some of the way the fairways are. An undulating fairway. Undulating greens. A rising and I would describe Whistling Straits as that. If you've never putted on a on a green at Whistling Straits, oh my goodness! There's times you have to putt away from the cup, up a hill, over a crest to get it to roll back towards the cup, and hopefully, if you don't sink it, it doesn't roll off uh, and down some kind of into some cavernous gaping wound that is one of those uh, big giant pot bunkers. Oh yeah, if you if you you have not three putted until you've three putted Whistling Straits. Once you three putt whistling straights, you know what a true three putt is. If you're not five putted, <laughs> you could do that there. You could two putt, and then the ball could roll so far off the green that you have to chip back on just to two putt again. It can happen. I know. Eight seven seven eight six seven sixteen seventy. Hit us up. We got a lot more of the Bill Michael Show about to come. Uh, this portion of the program brought to you by our buddy Dwayne at Dwayne's Cover It All. Up in Wausau, Wisconsin's best canvas and upholstery and cover provider and all that kind of stuff for uh, whether it's boats or awnings in front of your business, you name it, he's got it. Even furniture, office furniture, call our, our buddy Dwayne, 715-870-2119. Go to Dwayne's, D-U-A-N-E-S, Dwayne's Cover It All.com. Or again, call him 715-870-2119. 715-870-2119. Tell him we said hi. More of the Bill Michael Show next. Covering Wisconsin sports like a blanket, this is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. You got to hit it, make it, rock it, put it in the pocket. Hit it, make it, rock it. Put it all up in that pocket. You bet. This portion of the program brought to you by our friends over at New Male Medical. Treating guys with ED all over the state of Wisconsin, well beyond the borders, 98% success rate. There's not many places out there that can say that about anything. Get a hold of our friends at New Male Medical. New Male Medical, 414, one phone number, 414-455-4451. That's 414-455-4451. Give them a call. If it's maybe uh, a lack of energy, motivation, tired, had some weight, falling asleep with your face into the computer like right now, could be low T. If you're over the age of 30, it takes you maybe 10 minutes. Stop in, get the numbers checked, you're good to go. Good to go. And if that's not the case, maybe you're looking at yourself right now going, wait a minute, wait a minute. We are getting into T-shirt season. And if you're thinking to yourself, man, the T-shirts that I wore last year don't fit the same. They kind of look like snossage casings at this point. You might want to get yourself on the All-in-One Weight Loss Program from our friends over at New Mel Medical. Give them a shout. 414-455-4451. That's 414-455-4451. And uh, give us a shout. There you go. Um... If you want to give us a shout, by all means, go ahead and do so. Um, By the way, the Brewers have named Corbin Burns as their opening day starter, which is kind of a no-brainer. However, there is a thought of the opening day starter curse. So many starters have started on opening day and then either gotten injured or had just craptastic years. Um... Who started last year for the Brewers, Ben? Do you remember? 
Not off the top of my head. I want to see, see if Woodruff. you can find out for me. See, yeah, I was going to say, see if you can find out for me. I thought it was Woodruff, but I'm not positive. And Woodruff had a pretty solid, solid season last year. So Woodruff would go against the curse because he pitched extremely well. But uh, Corbin Burns, the choice for the opening day starter. Woodruff, yeah, you're right. Woodruff had done it the last two times. And he's been really, really good. So um, I I don't think there's a curse. I mean, if anything, Woodruff has broken the curse. But just an FYI. There, there are those that the minute it was announced, I'm watching the Brewers portion of Twitter blow up with, oh, my God, Corbin Burns is going to blow out his shoulder. So there you go. I think it, I, I would go with Corbin Burns. It's been a great competition between he and uh, Brandon Woodruff. Now you got Freddie Peralta in the mix, who's developed another pitch and pitched extremely well. So I'm just keep rotating it for as far as I'm concerned. Who cares? It's one game. Opening day, The when you talk about the opening day, Ross, well, this is going to who's make it opening day. How many players did they use last year? Like 65 different players at one point or another? 45 or 65? I can't remember. Different combinations. It's like, you know, your opening day roster is only as, as good as the paper, as the paper it's printed on. But once you get to injuries and guys don't perform or somebody in the minors is ready to come up or, you know, whatever. So I don't worry too much about that. Not too much at all. 877-867-1670, 877-867-1670. If you want to find us, uh, by all means, go ahead and do so. Uh, this one's from Bob, who says, hey, unit, uh, the overtime rules reward inept defenses. Well, that's exactly what I said. Inept defenses and teams that simply can't put enough fortification to the defensive side of the football instead of just going for it on the offensive side. The game has changed so much. You're not allowed to hit guys more than five yards down the field if they don't have the football. It is wavered to the side of the offense to make it unskewable at this point. Uh, he says that uh, guys like Patrick Mahomes, Josh Allen, Joe Burrow, Aaron Rodgers, Tom Brady all need the ball in their hands for fans to be happy so we can watch them fail. But what happens if they continually succeed? Then are we going to change the rules again to make sure other quarterbacks are going to be able to get the ball a second time as well? I, that, it's a great point. But that it, I go back to, remember it was yesterday. We started talking about this, and one of the general managers, and, and he was quoted, but they didn't uh, like relate it to which name of general manager said this. When he said, you have to take away the emotion of what, you know, old school, so to speak, but he said, you have to think about it as a fan. What do the fans want to see? They want to see we're paying quarterbacks 30 and $40 million to put the ball in their hands to do spectacular things, and fans want to see that. So I don't agree with, and Mike Tomlin, I know somebody had mentioned this a little earlier too over on the Bud Light live stream that Mike Tomlin was, was completely against this. Um, but, and I get it. You know, Mike Tomlin is very old school. I get it. But the game has changed and fans want to see their guy or the superstar get the ball. We started to look into this. And the change was made when Peyton Manning didn't get the ball, when Aaron Rodgers didn't get the ball. 
And suddenly we had to go into these overtime rules where, you know, the first team to score a touchdown. And remember the first time, um, the first time that rule was implemented, do you know, Ben, who threw the first touchdown pass to end the game? No. Tim Tebow. Oh, was that against it? Pittsburgh. Tim Tebow. Against it, he was playing for Denver. It was against Pittsburgh. The first overtime rule kicked in, and if you scored a touchdown on that opening drive, the game was over. And Tim Tebow threw a touchdown pass, and Ben Roethlisberger never got a chance to touch the ball, and people went nuts then. But it was Tim Tebow, so who cares? And now Josh Allen didn't get a chance to touch it in that uh, playoff game against Kansas City, so we got to change the rule for that. Bill, that supports so, your point more than anything. If you're a defense and you let Tim Tebow throw a touchdown, right. you don't deserve that's to win. My, that's exactly my point, is, is Tim Tebow did this. It's... It, so anyway, you know, the NFL is going to adapt because we, the fans, want to see it. And if it keeps our eyes on the game an extra five or ten minutes and they can squeeze in a few more commercials and get a bigger contract from television and get a bigger contract from streaming and get more money and salary cap raises to the players, then damn it, they're going to do it in the name of the game because that's what we want. It's what we want. Oh, the kickoff commercial or the extra point commercial kickoff commercial is going to be back and better than ever. It's the yes. NFL's favorite thing in the world. Can't stand yep. it. You are correct. 100%. Um, this one's from uh, Bryce who says, have you started looking into these uh, the rookie wideouts just yet? Uh, just joining the show. We, we haven't done it on the air yet. Um, we will. Beginning next week, we'll really start to delve into this a little bit heavier next week. Uh, our, oh, by the way, get well soon to our guy, Dan Shanka. Uh, he's had some health issues. And D- Dan Shanka from Our Lad Scouting Service, who we have on every year, Dan has had some health issues, and we wanted to get him on the program. And we just found out. I did not know that Dan was um, ailing. So uh, hopefully he gets well, uh, not just for our sake, so he can join the program, but hopefully he gets well soon just for his own, you know, his own sake, his family's sake and such. And hopefully we can talk to him again soon. But, uh, but yeah, get well, Dan. So I, I, we'll start delving into that a little bit more and more heavily next week for sure. Um, by the way, uh, Robin says, the only curse that exists is a mother's curse. May you have a kid someday that's just like you. That's what Robin says. Damn straight. Nobody wants a kid just like us. If we look at ourselves and, and, and know what we think and know how we act and know what subversive things we've done in the past, you never want to garner yourself. You think to yourself, self, I don't want you. <laughs> it's not that you're going to put your own kid up for adoption because you're afraid they're going to turn out just like you, but, you know, you're thinking to yourself, self ain't happening. So when you start hemming and hawing, trying to come up with an excuse as to why you did or didn't do something, I'll know you're full of crap because you're talking to the king of crap right here, kid. Who are you trying to fool? There you go. You got that to look forward to, Ben. Just an FYI. Hmm. Yeah. Uh, 877-867-1670, 877-867-1670. Whiskey Tango Foxtrot, better known as WTF, says the best rivalry in all of sports Army, Navy, that's it. Toss it to the side. That is a good one. 
That is a good one. You're supposed to argue with him and say no. That's a, I, you can't <laughs> argue with it. Well, hey, let's not forget one of the longest high school football rivalries in the country is based right here in our own backyard. It is Menominee and Marinette. The Maroons and the Marines up at WMAM, our mighty WMAM affiliate. The Maroons and the Marines been going at it for over 100 years. That is a good rivalry. So they get geared up for that up there in that town too. Big time. I tweeted Big, Big Ten basketball versus in March. Uh, there you go. That's a good rivalry. Yeah, you're right there. Got to get a few more uh, victories in the uh, Big Ten. If you, it's one thing to get nine teams in. Okay, I get it. Because you're going to find some teams that are lower seeded. They're put into matchups in which they're most likely not going to win. So I understand that. But you got to get one or two of the top seeded teams, or at least in the top three, to be getting to a Final Four more consistently. I know that's sacrilege because it's so difficult to do. But you've got four Blue Bloods sitting there this season. By all means. And Villanova, I, Villanova doesn't even have the same amount of history as Kansas, as Duke, and as North Carolina. Villanova goes back to the Raleigh Massimino days, back when I was younger. But then they had a stretch where they weren't relevant, and now they're well, under Jay Wright. They've been flat-out fantastic. But uh, Villanova, I don't even know if I would, would put them in the same level of blue blood as some of the other programs, like a Kentucky, say, or, UC, or a UCLA. So, but they're, they're fast becoming one consistently, no doubt about it. Uh, 877-867-1670. If you want to hit us up, do so. A fantastic company to deal with, especially if you're starting to think about summer. It's our friends over there at Skipper Buds. Go say hi to Todd. He's the general manager over there. He's the guy that can make a deal. Yachts, pontoons, sport and deck boats, fishing boats. They continue to roll in. Call them 262-544-1200 or go to skipperbuds.com. That's 262-544-1200. Or if you want to get your boat summarized, get a hold of Ryan and service. Great guy. Great guy. They do some uh, fantastic work. But that is our friends over there at Skipper Buds. The one out there in Pewaukee is where I go. Again, 262-544-1200. Stay tuned. We got uh, a lot more of the Bill Michael Show. It's all coming up next. Ready? This is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Check out our friend Paul Roberts, Roberts Specialty Meats down in Waukesha. And if you're looking for some good, good, good grilling stuff, uh, Paul has it. Uh, everything from the uh, big New York strips to ribeyes. They have the stuffed mushrooms, which are fantastic. Uh, they have got all kinds of different meats and vegetables down there as well that you can throw into a mix. Cheeses, bakery stuff, not bakery stuff, uh, but uh, cheeses and uh, deli stuff. And then there's the Al Capone sausage, the Al Capone roast. So good. Get a hold of our buddy Paul Roberts. Paul Roberts, Roberts Specialty Meats. They've got the pre-made skewers as well. And if you're looking for something easy to throw on the grill, they have all kinds of different skewers. Chicken skewers, rib skewers, ribs on a stick, that all of that stuff. Just throw it right on the grill. It is so good. And I always tell people, I, look, I got a lot of favorites, but you may have a different taste than my myself. 
So by all means, uh, stop down and check out Robert's Specialty Meat Sunset uh, Drive down in Waukesha, or just get a hold of him online. Go to robertsspecialtymeatswaukesha.com. That's robertsspecialtymeatswaukesha.com. And they do catering. And they do catering. And it's grilling season, tailgating season. Check out our friends at Robert's Specialty Meats. Uh, Bill says, go Maroons. The Maroons and the Marines up at Menominee and Marinette. The M&M game. I agree. Bill, if you know what I'm talking about, you the man. Good stuff. Um, Oz says that the overtime rules should be two-minute break at the end of regulation. The game continues where it ended, and the next score wins. Um, if the game is tied, I don't, I don't, cause you're trying to win the game. So you're throwing the ball down the field. Otherwise, if the game is tied and you're on a drive, then you would just wait for time to expire and it would pick up like, a, like another quarter is what you're saying. And then if you go down and score, it is what it is. I, I Hmm. In other words, you're just saying play till the drive runs out or play till the next team scores. I don't know if I like that idea or not. I mean, it doesn't matter what I like because they're going to do it differently anyway, but I don't know if I, I kind of like, you know, going from the first quarter to the second quarter, all you're going to do is change, change sides of the field. So if you've got the ball deep in your opponent's territory, you're, say, knocking on the door and they're 30, the game is tied, and the quarter ends, you just pick up where you left off, and all you got to do is walk out on the field, kick a field goal, and the game's over? I don't know if I'm, I, I'm – not, I'm not, I don't think I'm down with that. I don't think I'm down with that. I get what you're saying, but I don't, I don't, I don't think I'd go in that direction. Um they are going to make it where both teams, because you know the defense has to fight to try to keep the you know the opponent out of the end zone. But if you know the end of the quarter is coming and you're going to pick up where you left off, you're not going to try to kick a 55 yarder or 57 yarder in regulation to win it. You're you're going to kick. You're going to wait and see if you can't get another 20 yards, 10 yards. So I, I don't I don't know if I'm too down with that. Uh, 877-867-1670. Find us. Hit us up. Give us a shout. So um, the uh, the Packers and Matt LaFleur, uh, who spoke a little earlier today, and you heard that conversation just a little while ago on the program, um, he basically said that they need a separator. They need a guy. Certainly, if you look at the roster right now, we definitely need to get some speed in that room, the receiver room, he said. Uh, We need a legit guy that can take off the top of the coverage. We lost a guy that was pretty good at doing that. In other words, they're going to make a trade. They're going to deal for somebody, or they need to make a trade. Now, whether or not you have another partner to trade with, you have to wait and see. But... All indications would be, and just my opinion, is that the Packers are going to make a deal for somebody that's out there that they feel they can get a hold of. They're going to make a deal and then draft another wide receiver 
and maybe two, and go into the season with two two young guys, plus Alan Lazard, plus Amari Rogers, plus Randall Cobb, and whomever it is they get, and then consider themselves refortified, and you still have a defense that I think has gotten better. I think the defense has gotten better. The other shoe that needs to drop, and I would be surprised, be shocked if it didn't drop before the season. But the other shoe that needs to drop is going to be Jair Alexander. And it would not surprise me if they got that deal done after they get back from the general manager's meetings in the next month or so. Wouldn't surprise me. Because it would also give you what you would probably need, and that's some additional cap space, to bring in another, you know, bigger free agent of some ilk. But it's or a trade to, to absorb salary. But it certainly sounds like Matt LaFleur knows exactly what they need. It's like, look, we're, you know, we don't have that guy in that room right now. We don't have anybody in here. Not to slight Alan Lazard, not to, not to slight Amari Rogers or anybody else for that matter. But we don't have a guy that can take the lid off. We don't have a guy that defenses are going to scheme for. What we have are bodies. And we need guy. we need a guy or two. To be able to do this, and you don't, and again, you don't need to look any further than what you saw in the uh, in in the Super Bowl when you started talking about teams that got there, you know, such as Cincinnati and what they brought to the table with Joe Burrow, Jamar Chase, T. Higgins, Tyler Boyd, you know, Trenton Irwin, Mike Thomas, all those guys, and then you look over at OBJ and Cooper Cup and and, and Ferguson and company. I mean, that's what you need. You need two or three guys to go into the season to say we're legit. And the Packers don't have that right now. So I I still believe, and, and that's the reason today we started the show out by basically saying there is a panic in Green and Gold Nation, and it's an understandable panic. But I, I'm, I'm here to tell you, I think they're going to get something done, or two for that matter. I'm just, I'm, I'm, I'm going to say it's not it's 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 something positive is going to happen and uh it just got to be patient. Hang in there because the season's still a long way. Hell, training camp's still a long way off. The draft is still a long way off. Even though it's closing in rather quickly to the end of April, the draft is still a long way off. The draft is what 4 weeks from from Thursday. A month from Thursday. So I uh, it's still a ways off. I'm not overly concerned right now about the the wide receiver room for the Green Bay Packers. Uh, Robin says, sure sounds like LaFleur is lobbying for a vet with speed for the offense. Anyone out there fit that criteria in free agency or does it need to be a trade? Right now, anybody of substantial level of speed, put it this way, anybody that's anybody's already been picked up. Chances are you're going to need to make a, make a trade. Anybody that's anybody's already in somebody's stable. So you're probably going to have to make a deal. Somewhere along the way. What that's going to end up being, I don't know. But you're going to have to make a deal somewhere along the way. 877-867-1670. 877-867-1670. Hit us up. We'd love to hear from you. This portion of the program brought to you by our friends at Sloppy Joe's and Smoke on the Water. Sloppy Joe's, a good old-fashioned Wisconsin bar. That's what it is. If you want to go there for breakfast in the morning on Sundays and the weekends, or if you just want to go there and get some good grub, some brisket, get yourself a good old-fashioned 
They do it damn near better than anybody. Get a hold of our friends out at Sloppy Joe's or smoke on the water on Okachi. I'm looking forward to the summer out there on the deck, sipping a few beverages, watching the boats go by. Oh, it's going to be so good. Going to be so good. Check out our friends at Sloppy Joe's and Smoke on the Water on Okachi. Both places, absolutely fantastic. Stay tuned. More of the Bill Michael Show is next. This is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. If you are looking uh, for some good Mexican food, if you're near the West Dallas area, 84th Street, just south of uh, State Fair Park, our friends over at the Wrestling Taco, Marcus and Nicole, and good margaritas over there. They've got uh, the big uh, the, the big uh, chairs for television viewing, kind of uh, kind of like the theater seating. They've got that. So uh, stop over. Tell them we said hi. The, the Wrestling Taco, 84th Street, just south, just south of uh of state fair park on the same side of the road by the way on the east side of the road on 84th street but stop in and tell them we said hi good good people over there going to be talking some more uh nfl coming up here after the top of the hour brad spielberger of pro football focus going to be joining us we'll get into some uh, draft discussion as well so hang in there for that um 877-867-1670-877 1671 hit us up. A lot of people chiming in on the Facebook fan page about the uh, the rule change. Uh, Shane says, simple, each team gets the ball once, and if it's still tied, then sudden death and turn off the clocks. If you can't handle that, find a new career. <laughs> um, fan bases quit screaming about how un- unfair the NFL is if their guy doesn't get the ball because of their defense is inept, if the game's tied after regulation, wouldn't that make them both defenses inept, as you put it? No. That's not what we're saying after after it being tied. No, not at all. What I'm saying is, is that if your defense has to go on the field first, your defense is there to stop them. Your offense is there to score. It's your defense against their offense. If their offense scores, touchdown that is, if their offense scores, your defense did not succeed. Defense is half of your team. It's a third of the the, the quality, whether it's offense, defense, or special teams. Your defense is supposed to be there to stop them. If they don't, your defense, your team failed. What about that don't you understand? The same way as if your offense goes out and succeeds. You sh- you, your team should not be penalized because you did what you were supposed to do better than what they did. Um, and he said this is perfect. Regular season is fine to worry about timing, uh, the reason for a sudden death rule, but the playoffs should be more even in terms of opportunity. You do have an opportunity. Your defense tries to stop their offense. That's your opportunity. I Look, that's what they're going to do. No matter what I say, no matter what you say, they're going to do what they do. Because, why? The almighty dollar. That's the reason. That's it. Nothing more. Uh, Steve says the NFL just can't get it right, can they? 
I, um, in some cases, no. Remember how many years, and they still don't have it down to a science, but remember how many years it took them to actually figure out what the hell a catch was? You know? We all get it. You, you know, it's it's you go back years and years and years, okay? And the Supreme Court was asked to define pornography. And the Supreme Court came back with a ruling that stated, we can't define it, but we know what it is when we see it. We know what a catch It's the same thing about a catch. I can't define it. Is it actually getting and wrapping up both hands around the ball, controlling the ball, even if it does touch the ground? Not controlling it for a step or two. If you hang on to it, hit the ground, drop the ball, even though the ground, as you hit it, maybe doesn't necessarily cause the fumble, but the jarring action causes you to lose your grip on the ball. What is it? But we know it when we see it. You know, we, we get it. We're not stupid. Now, there are times where your vision is shaded from something. So if a guy bobbles it going down and it hits the ground and he comes up with it, we all know the ground aided in a catch. Okay, I get that. But beyond that, it's not that hard. But the NFL made it hard. What the hell is a football move? Does he have to put a forearm out? Does he have to shiver somebody? What? Does he have to just take one step and look like a Heisman Trophy candidate? What? What is it, you know? So that's where we all start to run into the problems. Uh, should be the same rule for the regular season as well, not just for the postseason. That's according to Mike. Mike, that's – I would agree with that. I would agree with that. It changes strategy and philosophy once you get to the postseason. 100% agree. It will be eventually, though, right? Yeah. These things yeah. always you, bleed you, over. Once it happens in in the postseason and people go, that was great, then they'll make it a regular season thing. Can't wait for a slop fest in Pittsburgh or Green Bay where it's raining and snowing. It's like right. six to three. The offense, you can't throw the ball. And then we have to watch 25 minutes of overtime because nobody can move S- forward. This is, uh, Didi says, uh, call this the inhibiting defensive players from actually doing their jobs rule. Suppose a team is just mowing down the field. Defense just calls it a day and basically quits on the drive because they know their offense is that good. Rather than having their backs against the wall, knowing it's win or lose, uh, if indeed the other team scores. That's a good point, Didi. Good point. So in this in this particular case, then do away with the coin flip, right? You, you really? Whoever wins the coin flip at the beginning of the game, do away with the coin flip afterwards. They get the ball first. That's it. Um, Bryce says they should do away with the coin flip and give the ball to the home team first because they earn the playoff game at home. Ooh. Ooh. I like that. You earned it. See, I would say give it to the opponent first because – Energy-wise, your defense and home field advantage should be created. It creates the loud energy buzz. But you're right. Give it to the home team first because they earn home field advantage. Agree there. Another added benefit of getting home field advantage I was getting the ball first in OT. Bill, I'd find whatever team hired Marty Morningweg and give the ball to them because he'll kick it off anyway. There you go. <laughs> 
family He's friend. He's punting on first down. <laughs> I played baseball with his son, and that was a oh, did you really? Uh, okay. often talked about topic. There you go. <laughs> you did, did you discuss dad's you know philosophy when it came to football? Just a little bit. Just a little. Okay. I mean, it's Philadelphia. It's always the oh, coordinator. Oh, yeah. No, I, know? I, yep, I get it. I get it. Brad Spielberg, Pro Football Focus, going to join us coming up next. Hang in there. Another hour of the Bill Michael Show right around the corner. The Bill Michael Show Podcast. Listen, rate, subscribe.